Yo, 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 what's good, what's happening, it's your boy Chris J, got the boy Tyler here, can you hear me? Yo, what's going on people? Alright, we here, we're doing the wrestling portion of Threes from the Rain, uh, we'll do the basketball half a little later, um, Daytro will be with us then, but as you see, we, things might look a little bit different, and I've been telling y'all things gonna go through a little change with the, you know, you dig. And we're trying new things. We're gonna try new software, and we're gonna see how it impacts the viewing experience for you guys, the listener. Because you tweaking media, we are for you, the people, and we want to give you guys the best in us as well. With that said, we're glad to be back. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at 3S from the Ring, 3S from the Ring. TikTok page is on the way. Uh, but what it's made, follow the page either way. Just search 3S from the Ring on TikTok, and you and as we start posting content, you'll be first to see. There you go. And then you're going to like and share our content from there. But also, if you watch us on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. Make sure you hit that share button. Make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you share, share, share. Let the people know that you are rocking with us. And if you still stick around for the audio, whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Pod, we prefer you guys to be on Spotify, Apple Pod, just to help get us to that monetization point. Do that as well, man. And share. Let the people know you rock with you tweaking media, that you rock with threes from the rain. And black talks of the culture but we're gonna go ahead and get right into it with um we're gonna recap the wwe draft uh it has been pretty much the roster has been set in stone since uh wrestlemania backlash um pretty much like the past week now so what you see is what you get nobody nobody's blending brands nobody is uh, bleeding over nowhere else except Ke- Kevin Owens and Sammy for the time being. I'm just going to say this is a time being type thing with them. But uh, with that also said, the draft is done. Um, I'll let you give your initial thoughts on just changes, notable changes, and we'll go over each round uh, as I keep look for the shit. So go ahead, Tyler. Um. I would say the draft was it was alright. It wasn't uh, nothing major. I would say uh, the one notable thing I would say is that uh, the win. Well, I think we, we might cover that part later. But um, the draft was okay. It was um, it wasn't nothing. It wasn't nothing too major. It wasn't nothing spectacular. It was just a re. I would say immediate reset. You know, for the divisions, give them a fresh start going into the summer season. Um I think for the most part I think they did a good job of spreading the wealth as far as like the star talent. Like guys guys and girls that we know are, you know, established stars. I think they did a good job of you know, spreading them out a little bit more. Um Yeah, the rap was alright. It wasn't, you know, too much. I'm just I'm waiting to see how these uh, you know, these new storylines pop out as the weeks go on. Some stuff has already gotten started. So. Yeah, most definitely. We're still going through the beginning of a new change, a new era, or as some people have been saying, 
the start of Triple H's vision for the company. Because you got to remember, he took over and it was like, okay. <laughs> Literally, he was just like, it was like he was dropped a Lego set and it was like, build from there. Build, get creative, do what you need to do to make it what you can do. And when the time is right, you go ahead and do what you got to do. Which at the Mania, it was like, okay. Vent, what me trying to fix what Vince was going on or work with what Vince was working with plus adding my touches uh, was here and, and done with now it's okay this is my show this is my creative vision for this company and how I view certain stars where I want certain stars to be and even these companies play like the TV networks play a role as well who they want and want preferably want as well but with that said um, let's go ahead and recap night one where we have Smackdown of course had the number one pick of course and we already knew who the number one pick was so we might as well throw the ones up right now which was the bloodline minus two people <laughs> those people in the bloodline being Roman Reigns <laughs> Solo Sokoa and Paul Heyman <laughs> and they specifically they were very specific with just mentioning it that who was the members of the bloodline to Roman Reigns <laughs> yeah at that point then me and Jay might as well yeah. So we go back to doing our own. But Roman's yeah. not done with him. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> Roman, like, like just my thoughts when watching Ignition, I'm like, he's really about to ship them to Raw. <laughs> but, yeah, I did initially think that they were going to go to Raw. Like, yeah, but clearly them. Roman had other plans in place for him. I want them to they stay on their toes, you know. He wants them to continue to abuse Exactly. But anyway, night one, uh, Raw's first pick is none other than Cody Rhodes. So it was like, oh, oh, we getting a little fancy here. Which I'm not surprised by. Um, it made sense for, because I still believe Cody is the one to beat Roman. There is no logical person. And if you they extend this title on past SummerSlam, <laughs> then it's like this man ain't losing this belt until so earliest being Mania next year. Earliest being Mania. And then Mania. it's like, still, who would you have beat him if he was just still holding that? And that's why I'm like, that's why I said the earliest being Mania next year. Because you have to you have to spend the remainder of the WWE of, of this season. Because pretty much we're in a new season. Once Mania passes, we're in a new season. Uh, once Roman, like, if he, if he gets through SummerSlam with that belt, that's all I need to know. All I need yep. to know. But I think Cody probably wins Money in the Bank uh, and... We go from there. But Cody was Raw's first number one draft pick. SmackDown drives Bianca Belair. 
Um, I was, I'm not shocked. She needed to change uh, scenery. She pretty much went through all of Raw's women division um, as well. And you're pretty much at this point lining up her and Charlotte. Like, like you. The only thing she has to accomplish is going three, four for four with the four horsewomen. She has to go for at this point. If you're building her up to be her, you're building the next thing for her is to get over Mount Charlotte at this point. So uh, then Raw drives Becky Lynch, and that was round one. So you got your face for both you got your male and female face for both brands smackdown is roman smackdown is roman and bianca raw being cody and becky lynch next smackdown drafts for round two the street profits which i'm surprised they had them this high which for one means what i've been telling people that they're not planning on breaking these niggas up anytime so which I'm, I'm totally fine with that. They don't I don't think they there's still a lot of a lot of good tag teams for them to do. Definitely agree. Like if they like especially they if still they young. Yeah, they're still young and the thirst to make give Montez that solo run, you don't wanna fuck it up. So it's just do it the right way and we'll see from there. And also, this could just be a case like the New Day. They just don't want to break up. That too. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yep. Next, Raw drafts them Imperium niggas, as we like call them on the pod. Um, So, Gunther, Ludwig Kaiser, and Giovanni Vinci um, will be going on Raw. I'm not mad at it. It gives Gunther a new fate, new crop of, yeah, and then plus once you can get the once you decide to get the belt off him, you have a belt to give him <laughs> for him to fight for when it's time for him to be in that main event scene. So we're getting we're getting there with my boy. Uh, then SmackDown drafts Edge. Makes sense if this is legit his final year. Um, with the company wrestling as a whole, then it makes so much sense for him to retire on SmackDown. The brand with, that he made legit did make his career out of. Like it started for him really big in SmackDown, and it makes sense for it to end in SmackDown. So, in Raw drives Matt Riddle. Round three, SmackDown gets Bobby Lashley. Raw gets Drew McIntyre, which is interesting because um, we are all very much aware of Drew's contract status. I wholeheartedly believe he's not going nowhere. I don't see him going nowhere. Um, I don't either. It's, at the heart of it, from what they're saying, is really he just wants a little bit more on that check. Pretty much. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, and I yep. wholeheartedly. He's definitely a player helping carry them through the pandemic. Yep. And, yeah. And, but also, I think he's just not on TV at the moment because he's been wrestling injured. Yeah, well. he said he really wanted to just get through Mania to put Gunther over. 
take a break from you. He was working. He been working hurt, I think, since like since twenty one. Yeah. I, I believe. Yeah, so he's been working injured and they've been trying to give him time off. And he just been working through it and he's like either way, Drew is still built protected. Like he's not some dude that just yeah. been getting hold. Like he's been protected. He's still consistently made to look strong as a main event threat. And I think he's still a core member of the company in itself. Especially when you have Rollins, who's looking like he is going to win the belt, uh, the new heavyweight title. He needs people to be that threat for him. When you have SummerSlam coming up, you have the big pay-per-views coming up and and all of that. You need somebody who's going to be that menace to him. And I think uh, Drew versus Seth... Uh, rivalry would be really lovely. Yeah, I would, I would definitely enjoy that. Yeah, so. Uh, and then SmackDown drafts the OC. Primarily, I'm just going to stick to this. They draft the AJ Styles. I don't give a fuck about them three other niggas. Oh, yeah. Like, just just being honest. I don't care about yeah, the Good Brothers. Hoping, I was hoping that AJ would go back to yeah, and also you gave Roman somebody to go against. Here's somebody Roman can go against. He it's this this iteration of Roman can have a feud with uh for a few for at least a month or two. So here we go. Here's somebody. Um then Raw drives the Miz. At this point Miz is in is in a three sixty contract with the USA Network, so it's he's never gonna go to nowhere else. That man, the Miz and Mrs. is you will not Miz on Fox. Exactly, Un- unless the Miz and Mrs. ends up on Fox, which I don't think it will. It's staying on USA. He's gonna stay on USA, so he's gonna stay on Raw. Simple as that. Then we have and round four. Roster wise, I think he still fits better on Raw anyway. Yeah. I think there's more for him to do on Raw than it would be on SmackDown. No, I agree. And Miz, regards, you could put Miz in any situation. Um, you can put him, you could sneak him into the main event scene if you so choose. You can easily put the IC title on him. Uh, you can easily just put them in a mid card feud with somebody, and it'll be meaningful. And it's simple. To, it's simple to plug Miz anywhere. Anywhere. Okay, he's, he's what? Like comparing Miz to a basketball player, he's one of those players. He's like a pick and plug type of um, type of player. You can pick him up and hear them and fit anywhere. Yeah, like he's the comparing to PJ Tucker is disrespectful, but. Like a PJ Tucker. Yeah, he serves a specific role. Yeah, he he knows his role. No, that's why I say PJ Tucker's a little disrespectful. Maybe a. Uh, I don't know. I don't got a specific player. But yeah, it's a, it's a player we we can think of. Dennis Rodman. 
There we are. He's like a Dennis Rodman. You can put yeah. him anywhere. He's going to do his thing. Um, but, yeah. So, anyway. Next, round four. SmackDown gets damage control, which we are already looking at the cracks of that breaking up because EO Sky and Bailey and Dakota keep getting us some fuck shit. So, that's about to break up really soon. Um, but either way, but I'm, not, I'm I'm cool. I'm cool with it. They um, as far as all the women's tag teams or groups that they put together, I believe they've been the most successful. Yeah. Um, it served its purpose. Their main purpose was helping bridge the gap for Dakota and EO to the main roster, and it's definitely it's it's worked. You know, exactly, especially for EO. And no, we're not. And just so you people know, we're it's no really point in talking about WrestleMania backlash like that. We'll talk about it as we talk about the draft with certain moves. But EO just like just off her match with Bianca showed that she can be very much of a capable face or heel. With that the, was her definitely dad. her. Her that was probably her most most overmatch on the main roster. So far. Yes, was, easily. They had me thinking that she really was gonna win that shit. Well, she did, and I wouldn't have been good. mad. I'm not gonna. Yeah, lie. I wouldn't have been upset, but um, but clearly EO is gonna be a main player, and she showed that. And plus, Triple H, it's one tri- thing Triple H is gonna do. He's gonna book his Asian stars, his Asian his Asian stars. Think about it, EO, the return since Oscar's been back, and Shinsuke since he's been back have all looked strong. They all look strong. They even got Shinsuke talking a lot more too. Probably improved his English too, a little bit. So, but either way, point being in all of this, they've improved. Um, but yeah, so damage damage control into SmackDown, Raw drafted Shinsuke, who we just talked about, and Shinsuke's been looking strong since he's returned. All right, I think Tyler, we about to almost lost Tyler because he's frozen. Can you hear me? Yeah, Tyler. We lost Tyler at the moment. But uh, I'm going to keep going until he comes back. But with that all being said, um, yeah, screen just blacked out. But I just put it on me till he comes back. But, um, but yeah, so SmackDown drives. Um, we get the NXT women starting to get their call-ups in this round where uh, Alba Fire and Isla Don, the NXT women tag champs, get called up. Uh, so we're just waiting to see what they actually do with that because those are the only belt. they still holding the belts. They were just on SmackDown holding the damn belts. So we'll see where that goes, honestly. Um, but that's an, is I mean Alba Fire is a legit threat to have. Once again, for Bianca to wrestle against, same for uh, Isla Donna. You could even then you could also put them in the tag team belt scene. But we'll see where things go. Um, with that, and then Indy Hartwell also has been added to the Raw roster. She's nursing an injury though, and she dropped the uh, NXT Women's belt. Uh, as well, so we'll see where she finds her place in Raw. You can easily put her in a tag team uh, because clearly put the way back together minus uh, Austin Theory. So we'll see where things go in regards to that. Um, and 
yeah, we're just gonna see where things go with it, honestly. So uh that's I think that was the whole thing for night one. Tyler's back. I'm just waiting to see if he's situated before I join him. You good? Alright, I'm good. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what happened. Yeah, you might uh one thing you might have to do since you are using your phone, you might have to like force close all the apps that you got going on. And maybe like yeah. any unnecessary I did tabs. That before, I even, before I started. Oh, if you got unnecessary tabs, so you might want to close those out too. So just a thought, maybe. Yeah. So get 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 them uh get your freak boy tabs about closed out, man. I'm sorry. I'm a saint. But yeah, uh, before you. But yeah, but before you lagged out, I pretty much was well while you was lagged out. Uh. I was talking about the NXT women's call up when they album fire is LaDon and Indy Hartwell. Oh yeah, I think uh it was definitely long overdue for Indy Hartwell. Glad she uh finally made her way up. They uh I think the plan for her all together is for uh for them to reform the way faction where her and Gargano and Ciampa went apparently when he comes back. Oh, and Dexter Loomis. So that'll be fun. Uh, Alba Fire and uh, and what's the other girl's name? Isla Don. Isla Don. Uh, I think they're they'll be a good addition to the uh, women's roster. Uh, don't know what they can do with the tag though. The That's what I was belt. saying. They pretty much they probably gonna have to vacate them. They they still holding the belts. <laughs> No, that's what I'm saying. They probably gonna have to vacate them. I know, but probably. gee, they're still holding them on TV. Like, like what was it? You, if you was watching SmackDown, they were, uh, they were still holding. The, they showed them backstage still holding the belts. So I don't know what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know either, but I think yeah. that they're a good addition for the main roster all together. Whether regardless of what they do. Uh, the NXT tag belts. Hell, they might say they gonna they gonna scrap one of the tag belts and then you know keep it one women's tag belt for all three brands. Yeah, Which we'll see. Honestly, idea. it makes sense just to make the women's tag belts definitely just transition between both brands, just for the greater good for it. But um, but yeah, and the next set of drive picks was announced on SmackDown Lowdown. Uh, which is their after show. So if you give a fuck enough, that's that. But uh, Eric and Ivar was drafted to Raw. Well, pretty much the Viking Raiders, Dexter Loomis, uh, Candice LeRae, Mason Mansoor, the Maximum Male Models, Zoe Stark, JD McDonough, Paulo Cruz, Natalia, Sonya, and Chelsea Green were drafted to Raw. SmackDown got uh, Hit Row and Lacey Evans and free agents. So these people get to move wherever they want to be, whether it is SmackDown, Raw, and possibly even NXT. Almost, who makes sense because you can just throw him into any situation. He's a, and I like how Triple H is also using him to be like a transitional feud type guy but also a menace like a bonus boss 
he's like a bonus boss to certain people it's just like okay here's something till we get to to get you hit here's here's the bonus area to get you till we get you to another place right now where we want to set up for you so i like that for omos plus it makes him an attraction more of an attraction because he don't need to be seen on tv every week as well Oh, Brock Lesnar's a free agent as well. We might as well just throw that out there. That's an out of fucking manic. There's there's no such thing as holding Brock Lesnar down. <laughs> uh, but yeah, almost Mustafa Ali, who just recently is number one contender for the IC title uh, for Night of Champions. So that man's about to get... That match is going to go crazy. It definitely is because he's about to get his chest slapped in in front of all these people. Be real nasty. Uh, Dolph Ziggler and Von Wagner, as well, will be our free agents. Von Wagner is probably the most random person to get a free agency. Like, why? But Dolph Ziggler, Mustafa, almost I get. I respect. I don't have no issues with. All right, let's go to Night Deuce. So, Raw drafts Rhea Ripley. SmackDown drafts Austin Theory, Raw drafts Seth Rollins, SmackDown drafts Charlotte. It's expected. No problem for either. Yep, it's expected. Like that was just I call this balance. <laughs> you about you got to put the you, you draft a be, uh, Bianca, so clearly you got to put Ray on freaking Raw. You drafted uh Gunther. On to Raw, SmackDown clearly gonna get the U.S. title. So, hello, Theory. Welcome to a Roman's TV show. And of course, Seth gotta be with his wife. And plus, Seth, you need two strong. Yeah, and plus you need two strong stars on Raw anyway between Cody and Seth. So, there you go. And then SmackDown the Charlotte show. Love it, hate it, whatever. Charlotte is SmackDown exclusive. I don't like all her moments involve SmackDown, G. <laughs> yeah, it's been she's one of them SmackDown original. Exactly. Like she she's the women's division undertaker. <laughs> Basically. She's if you gonna mean something in the women's division, you gotta go through her. Yeah, exactly. Like Charlotte is the big dog of the women's division. <laughs> Yo, gee, I would name that, but that could get misconstrued so easily. <laughs> Charlotte's the big dog of the women's division. Oh, man. So, uh, what do you mean by that? Call me a bitch. And the next thing I know, freaking Andrade messages Whoa. me. <laughs> like, what's going on, puto? I'm like, whoa, bro, chill, my nigga. Go see the, uh, you go see the fist emoji. <laughs> well, hey, G, chill, bro. Don't don't you got a job? Like, don't aren't you supposed to be serving catering at AEW, my brother? Like, chill, chill, bro. Anyway, all right, round two. Uh, Sammy and KO get drafted to Raw. Um, even though they were later announced that hey, they can bounce between shows. Since the tag title is still undisputed at the moment, then we get the shock. Roman's not done with these niggas yet. The Usos get drafted yeah. SmackDown. 
Made them niggas sweat for, for like a few days. <laughs> Squirm a little bit. Said, alright, we, uh, we on y'all ass. Y'all come on back. I ain't done with you. I'm about to torture you, but hey, don't worry. Got a thumb for you. For you niggas. But uh, then Raw drafts Judgment Day. Pretty obvious. Uh, then SmackDown drafts the LWO. Hey, speaking of LWOG, look, first black champ, I, I love y'all, G. Give y'all the utmost respect. But y'all got to chill on this LWO slander. <laughs> look, as somebody yeah, who's just... Like, I've, been, I've been peeping what they've been talking about, too. And they I, I kind of get where they're coming from, though, but I understand I get the it. move on the ease part, though. I get, I get where they come from, because I, I just finished, like, literally, I'm almost fully done with the... the I'm at the the downward, <laughs> the downward spiral. Like spiral. you know, I started like I said, you know, I started backwards with my WCW shit. So I started from the complete fall to death, and then said, "Let me go to its climax, to the fall." So I'm I'm pretty much mm-hmm. touching Death Valley, cause I'm one I'm I'm one nitro away. No, the nitro I'm watching now. Is the last Nitro before Bash of the Beach 2000. <laughs> it's funny. WCW peaked. Peaked at Bash of the Beach. And died at Bash of the Beach. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> it's insane. But, um, but with that said, though. Uh, the LWO... Um, But yeah, but the L, point being though, the LWO definitely uh, look. They were they were bad, yes. But Rey Mysterio was bullied. What wasn't didn't want to be part of it. But gee, there was a point where he did not want to take the LW flags off. Yeah. He did not want to take the LW flags off. G. He when the when the NWO told them niggas, hey hey. hey Cut this shit out. He kept it on. He kept it on, G. He kept the flags on, G, which led to him beefing with Kevin Nash for a little bit. That's where the giant killer Rey Mysterio came from, see? But anyway, but I just need them to and chill. That's why it bit. does mean something, though. See, it means something. Rey Mysterio was the last one to take the colors off, G. So it's only right. For him to restart the college, G. Like, like I'm just stating what I saw. And, like, they older than me. And they they saw it live. I saw some of it live as well. But I'm just stating <laughs> that Rey Mysterio was the last one. They had He was forced to take the, take the LWO colors off, G. That's all I'm saying. He, so, on my book, he cool. <laughs> he didn't well, Ray wasn't going. Exactly. He he wasn't going out like no punk bitch. <laughs> he wasn't going out like no punk bitch. But you anyway. know what I had a thought of? No, go ahead. I had a thought because obviously you can hear me. Yeah, you could, yeah. Okay. No, I had a like a quick thought when I was 
watching some recent stuff with the judges in there because they've been they've been recently uh kind of teasing you know Dom and, and Rhea's breakup, which I think is gonna lead to him getting kicked out the group. I'm you good? I can see. I can see. I, I had to adjust the clock, so oh, okay. it's still kind of lagging a little bit. But um, I can see Dominic being the one to uh, come up with like his own filthy animal type group if he gets kicked out of the Judgment Day. That would be dope. I can see him. I can see that working out somehow. He just needs. He needs somebody out that's kind of not necessarily a misfit. But somebody that's kind of like maybe maybe a misfit, maybe somebody that's kind of a little forgotten. You know, throw them throw them together, see how it works. Like I wouldn't be mad at that. You can see where it goes. Definitely see where it goes. It'd be interesting. Um, but yeah. So that's uh. So um. So yeah. So that was round two. Round three. Uh. Women tag champs Liv and Raquel is drafted to Raw. Oscar's drafted to SmackDown. New Day is on Raw. The Brawling Brutes stay on SmackDown. Then Raw draft. You said what? I said that's cool. I'm actually glad that the New Day went back to Raw. I think it was um, time for them to get a change of scenery. Yeah. Uh, Raw drives Trish Stratus, which was a freaking shock for me because I was like, huh? Like, okay. Like, where are we going with this? Um, right, I thought she was just on a legend. She might. To me, I think this just means she's plans on having an extended run. If she let her suck it. If they chose to draft her. You could have easily just cool. sat there. It's, it's rare that a women's legend comes back and gets like a, a, a legit run. You see the guys do it all the time, but the women's legend used to come off, comes you know for the one-offs and then back to the sunset. Yeah, oh, we'll see where this goes for Trish. Um, SmackDown drives Karrion Cross. Who gives a fuck? Raw drives Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler. Um, <laughs> what? Who just came back last night? I believe. Yeah, they just came back, so we'll see where that goes. SmackDown drafts LA Knight, which I'm cool with. Um, next, Another Raw. Super over guy. Super over. Yeah, he's. If they plan on taking the belt off theory, I think it's going to be him. It makes sense to be him. Yeah, I would definitely be my choice. Um. Raw drives Braun Strowman to Ricochet. SmackDown drives Shotzi. Raw drives Bronson Reed. SmackDown drives Pretty Deadly. Uh, Raw drives. Oh, that was the other NXT call up that I like. It was I Pretty like, Deadly. I like Pretty Deadly. But they were due. They were really due. Like, they were ready. Like, the like that New Day match in NXT sold me. I'm like, they're ready. That proved everything. It was just a matter of winning anything, but uh, Raw drives Alpha Academy Smack. That too, honestly, I think that would be a fun ass feud between them. That'd be fun. That would be a fun feud. Um, SmackDown drives Books. Raw drives Katana Chance and Caden Carter. 
SmackDown drives Cameron Grimes. And another good move. Yeah, Cameron Grimes disappeared off the face of NXT and was like, just, we're going to call you. You're going to get called up. We just don't have shit for you right now. Which now he has a lot. Like, he's clearly in a program that they're going to put him in. So. I'm happy for Cameron Grimes. That's another person. He's also another guy I could see with the U.S. belt, too. Yeah. I could see him possibly as somebody to go after Theory as well. And somebody who I think can be a good plug-and-play type person as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Next. So I would the say P- SmackDown has the younger roster. They definitely got younger. Yeah. They definitely did. Like you got more of the call ups on there and also younger people you can try to work through and move from there. Uh but before we go a little deeper, let's look at the people who were drafted on off air. Raw got Akira Tazawa, Angel Garza and Humberto, Dana Brooke, Emma, Indashare, Gargano, Nikki Cross. Odyssey Jones got called up, Piper Nevin, uh, Riddick Moss, Tegan Knox, and Zia Lee. Then SmackDown gets Grayson Waller and Tamina with Baron Corbin, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, Elias, and Zia Quinn being your free agents. Uh, not really high on Zion Quinn. That nigga ass. That man ass. (laughs) I knew that. I knew he was bad. And this isn't a knock at Wesley. But I knew he was bad when when Wesley had to carry him in a match. Exactly. But that is not a knock on Wesley. But at the same time, that dude just sucks. So this is an example of we're going to call you up. You're going to play the jobber. And if you suck at this role, you will be fired before SummerSlam or after SummerSlam. That's how I view this. Uh, another call that I like, and I hope that they they um they do something with him is Odyssey Jones. I think he has he has some decent potential. He didn't get a whole lot to do on NXT, but the certain you know spots that they put him in, I did. I you know I, I see something there, so I hope he uh that he gets a little bit a little bit of a a chance to you know show what he can do. Yeah, so we'll see where things go with in regards to that. Overall, I like what how the rosters are looking. Um, it's just wait and see because you might have some face or heel turns just to proper balance things out a little better and I think once you solidify the Raw like when if when Seth Rollins win uh, the new world title you, you can now properly put people in places where they need to be who's your main eventers who's your mid card who's your low mid card shit like that I think it'll benefit a lot of men, a lot of the men on Raw as a whole, and then also properly trying to build people up too. But yeah, so with that said, 
let's go ahead and preview Night of Champions. So, Night of Champions, man. So, I think it's still some matches that need to be added because um, supposedly every belt is going to be on the line. Minus Roman Reigns' this undisputed universal title. <laughs> that man said, I ain't defending shit. He said, I want more, not less. Exactly. I ain't defending shit. I'm trying to earn shit. While also, y'all going to acknowledge that this is day 1,000. Real yeah, nigga right day there. Day 1,000 is that night champion. Literally. But, but, yeah. So, with that said, we're going to start with Roman saying, hey, you niggas been fucking up. <laughs> Told Jay and Jimmy, hey, y'all niggas no been more. fucking up. It's my turn. Literally. So, I was going to give y'all another chance, but I'm not. So, it's going to be KO and Sammy's going to fight us. Oh, Sam and Sammy is going to make his Saudi Arabia debut. Saudi debut. Kevin Owens as well, because he, he stood with Sammy by not par- participating in no Saudi events. Um, because Sammy is Palestinian. And the issue that they had with each other, Sammy's safety was at great risk. But peace talks are in the work, and it makes it possible for Sammy to make the trip this time. And the crowd did chant, we want Sammy the last time they went. As scary as that was. <laughs> it's scary in a sense because what do you mean by that? But KO versus Sammy versus Roman and Solo. And Solo. <laughs> hey. <laughs> that's a good that's a good addition to the uh to the soundboard. The thing is, it's been on there. I just that's literally it's just needed to be used. That's a, that see. That's why we got to do that. Uh, we got to do that list of like top of uh, top Roman. What were we talking about? Like top Roman reigns, like his catchphrases or like his. Oh yeah, top Roman uh, promo and promo lines. Because that's, that's one of them. Bro, that's one of them. <laughs> easily. I think it's called solo. Like he was the uh, like he was the harbinger of death. Exactly. <laughs> like that nigga was Batman. It was like, oh, you need the thumb. Alright, cool. <laughs> Hold on, I'm sorry. But yeah, that that is still hilarious. <laughs> but very fitting. But uh I have chaos. Uh, it has You said what? Yeah, Sammy and KO I said this has Sammy and KO winning by by shenanigans all over it. All I'm gonna say is this: <laughs> when the Usos fuck this up, <laughs> when the Usos fuck this up, and Roman sits there gives the signal. <laughs> Give his brother the signal to thumb his brothers. <laughs> oh my god! 
It's gonna be cinema. It's gonna be peak. Like the way cinema. the way I see this going down. You remember when uh that one episode of Raw like a while ago when Umaga faced I think he faced Brian Kendrick and Paul London in a handicap match and he destroyed the mix. He gave a Samoan drop at the same time. I remember. I think I watched it randomly. So I, it was just like something in the background. That was also the last time I saw Paul London too. That, that was the last time Paul London existed. Yeah, if, if it's any, if that, if it's anything like that, them, them niggas are getting sent back home to their dad. With me. He, it's gonna you be beautiful. Explain to your dad that your little brother. Beat you up. Exactly. Like at that point, that's when you got bring Rikishi in. Like, hey, man, talk to your talk to talk to your baby boys. He, yes. This still talked about a while ago where they bring Rikishi in, and this can actually lead to to uh, Solo. You know, part of Solo's turn on Roman. Roman beats the shit out of Rikishi. Solo, but hey, that's a uh, pop. What you doing? Honestly, no. Because the way Solo is, you still got to remember the core. Oh, shit, we just lost Tyler again. But the core essence of Solo is the fact that you got to go back to his NXT role. The core of Solo is the fact that literally he was abandoned by his family. Technically abandoned. Like, we know full wood, that nigga was loved by the Samoans. But that man... Rikishi pops up and he tried to set that man straight in solo tell like bro you gave a fuck about them not me I figured this shit out <laughs> and he thumbs his daddy gee I will cry I will cry tears of joy <laughs> if he thumbs his daddy after the Usos bring Rikishi to TV just to sit there and try to set Solo straight. <laughs> I will cry tears of joy when Roman tells him just to beat his daddy ass. <laughs> that would be G. Y'all want cinema G. The bloodline is going to blow up with cinema G. We're at fast and the furious levels of cinema with these niggas G. We're going to keep getting better with it too. We're gonna keep getting better with it. Uh, Tyler's coming back shortly. I'm about to <laughs> add him back right now. <laughs> Alright. But I was just, can you hear me? You good? Yeah, but I was just saying before you left, before uh, you got kicked out, that's when, so when that Solo isn't gonna listen to his daddy because you gotta go back to his NXT character. This, see, you gotta remember, they've been doing a lot of long term storytelling. All right. He was technically abandoned <laughs> by them niggas. <laughs> technically. He's going to look at Rikisha and be like, bro, you got a lot of fucking <laughs> It thumbs his daddy to death. Hey, that's, a, that's a plot twist I wouldn't mind either. So it's just like, gee, at this point, it's like, gee, ain't no stopping <laughs> It's just no stopping him. He gonna be on some uh fuck the family shit. It's about me. Pretty much. So, but KO and Sammy definitely wasn't in this match. Uh, 
Gunther versus Ali, we already say Gunther's going to chop that man so loud that he might literally be speaking in tongues for Allah. <laughs> he just bite. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a. Aside from it getting chopped to hell, that's going to be a pretty decent match. Yeah, it is. That's, that's definitely going to be a good match. Uh, especially because you can't sneak. Um, you can't sneak in. Uh, what you'll call it? Uh, Mansoor. You can't put him on. I don't think they're going to put him on Saudi television <laughs> with the current gimmick he has. No. You uh you ruined, you ruined it for uh for his, his yeah if, if he if he shows up <laughs> we talking about Sammy's gonna get a rock <laughs> yeah tour is gonna incite terrible levels of violence yeah but that's that um Cody versus Brock Part Two uh. This people were saying the first match was a little too was too I short. Got Brock coming out with this one. I don't know. I think Cody wins. You hear me? I think we lost Tyler again. But uh Yeah, I think we lost Tyler again. I gotta find a way to pause the streams for this. But uh with that said, I think Cody wins. If he do if he do win, it's gonna be more of a case of just him showing that he is um I think it's gonna show that Cody is going it put places Cody as a threat. But also put Cody in a position to where he can properly be the guy as well. Um, beating Brock twice. And I think this one may have a stipulation. Because you keep using the phrase fight. And clearly Brock felt a way about him winning through pin. So I'll roll up at that. But I think arguably Cody knows he just escaped. And now I think this time we're gonna get some type of a no disqualification, a like a a match where it's just like there will be a a, a look a legit victor to it. Let's put it that way. Um, but with that all said, I think Cody does win. I don't think Brock wins this one because the next pay per view is Money in the Bank. And with that all being said, I think he'll be better off winning at Money in the Bank and then uh, where he's supposed to win Money in the Bank anyway. So you kind of want to build Cody up where he's a legit threat to win Money in the Bank as well. So, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, but yeah, so, uh, I'm, we're going to try to wrap this up for, so uh, Tyler can hurry up and join again, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but, with that all said, hold on one second. But uh, yeah, but with that said, I look forward to see where this match goes. Though I think it's gonna be a more fun match. 
uh, especially if there's no, a stipulation added to it. Like, it just makes sense for a stipulation to be added for this match. Uh, also, Becky Lynch and Trish are supposed to be going on for this pay-per-view as well. So, that's something else to be excited and look forward to. Uh, I believe this is going to be the first of their... They might have a trilogy with these two. I think Trish wins through shenanigans. Um, Becky just ain't going to win. If she do win, it's going to be... But I think... I think Trish wins through shenanigans. Nope, not a clean finish. Uh, but yeah, so... Then... I think the women tag belts will be in here. Supposedly Liv is injured. I don't know how true if it's a work or not, but they said Liv did injure her arm. That's why she wasn't on Raw this past week. Um, but if the Raw tag titles are, I mean, if the women's tag belts are defended, I think it will it more likely will be Shayna, Ronda versus uh, Liv and Raquel in some capacity. It's just something to look forward to with that. Uh, Austin Theory probably is going to fight Bobby Lashley for the 40th billion fucking time. So, <laughs> that's going to be annoying in itself. But, hey, we got to work with what we got to work with here. Alright, we got Tyler back. But we're going to try to wrap things up. Um, Pretty much, I was just saying matches is not on the card. I was saying Austin Theory is probably going to fight somebody more likely to be Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I can see it being Bobby one more time. I'm not going to lie, though, even though it have been doing it pretty often, I do enjoy the chemistry together. I do think that they work really well together in the ring, especially yeah. for that, that older guy, younger guy dynamic. They, I think they, they will, that's one of you know the, the better pairing in, in terms of matchups in the East or just wrestling in general that I do enjoy. But this should be the last one if they do do it. Yeah. Uh, then they still gotta find opponents for. Well, Bianca's more like gonna fight Oscar, and Rhea's gonna get Natalia. <laughs> so yeah, have fun with that. But yeah, but at least uh, but Oscar and Bianca part two should be pretty good as well. I look forward to seeing seeing that. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if Oscar wins. Would it? Let's see what I wouldn't be done. shocked if Bianca's turning heel. Yeah, like I wouldn't be shocked either. Um, but let's we'll see Which what I think. Do. That's like the that would be technically the next step for her character-wise. It would, especially if Charlotte keeps wanting to experiment being a face. So we'll see where that goes. But yeah, then we want to wrap this up with all right, Seth. Versus AJ. And what could pop. Look, I ain't going to put too much pressure on AJ. Because the last time I thought we was going to get a classic out of AJ. wasn't a classic fucking match. Which was Edge versus him. So, I'm not going to put too high expectations. Yeah, that's true. I, I... But, AJ can still go. Based Very... on the match. The one match that they had before a couple years ago. I would say. I'm going to put it up there. I think this could be a potential match of the year. Yeah, it can. We'll see where it goes. But I think this could be a match of the year candidate. But I'm, I'm scared to put high expectations on this of uh, old AJ right now. But uh, Seth more than likely will win. He is a Raw star. This belt is supposed to be on Raw. And makes no 
no point in draft AJ just to switch them over back over. Like that just defeats the whole purpose. That's just I would say that's the one aspect of this tournament I fucking hated. It was stupid. But but yeah. But uh I will say also shout out to AJ. I that's mean That's why I kinda felt like if they were gonna do that they but this is definitely be a, like a this might be Seth since his money in bank account this is probably gonna be Seth yeah man we lost Tyler again but yeah but also shout out to us Seth Rollins though while I try to get Tyler back um <laughs> But uh, shout out to uh, Seth Rollins. He's going to be in the new uh, Captain America movie, New World Order. So shout out to uh, Seth for getting that Disney bag. What's one thing? And you, Tweaky Media, we are full believers and never fumbling the bag. And AJ, is, I mean, not AJ, I mean, Seth is getting that bag. So shout out to him uh, for getting this opportunity and role. But, um,. We'll just go ahead and wrap this up because I keep losing Tyler. So it's getting a little annoying for him. But thanks for listening. As always, uh, we'll definitely uh, continue trying to work these kinks out. But I think we're going to stick to this platform. We just got to get Tyler up by the phone. But point being in all of this is we appreciate you guys for listening. As always, continue to support us. Uh, continue to share the content wherever platform you're listening to us on watching us on make sure you hit that share button hit that subscribe button let people know you're rocking with us all it takes is just a simple press and share it to the masses or share it to your homeboy who, who you know also likes wrestling and shit like sports all of that anime game and all of that because we talk about all the dog but we appreciate you guys for listening as always, peace and stay tuned for the NBA portion if you are listening because that's all in one podcast. But if you're watching us, thanks for listening. Peace. Follow us on Twitter at 3S from the Ring. Follow all the platforms right now. We greatly appreciate that. Yo, 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 yo. What's good? What's happening? We back. We back. Brand new episode of three is gonna ring. Just the basketball portion for this for you guys this time around. But it's just me and Daytrail like the old days. Tyler got busy, gotta take care of, so he won't join us. But we here to give you guys what you like, what you need. Uh if you realize things are a little different, I told you slight changes will be on the way, so bear with us. But uh as you see, sliding across the screen, make sure you like, comment, subscribe to the YouTube Media YouTube channel. As I realize I spell channel with two L's. Forgive me. But with that said, players make mistakes. I can edit that right now as I type right now. But Daytrail, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, it's Trail Saf. I didn't have anything to do today. I ain't no time to be into But hey, um, it's been a very, very like quick week. May is going by like that. It is. June, it be July. But it's it's been cool. Yeah, it's been it's been cool, man. I have no complaints. But let's go ahead to get into it. Um, so let's go ahead and just get straight to hoops, and we'll get into the the dramas afterwards. 
So we are currently in the conference finals in each uh, conference, Easter Conference and Western Conference finals are currently underway. Western Conference is on right now. Lakers versus Nuggets. Easter Conference, you have the what you'll call them, the Celtics versus the Heat. We in bubble rematches and niggas is pull out the narratives again, but it is what it is. But before we even get to that, we got to go back in time to look at what we was um, where we was at, which was the semifinals for each conference. So, a uh, few upsets, a not so surprise, and let's just go ahead and get started with uh, the not so surprise, which is a classic case of Doc Rivers is going to choke, and James Harden is going to choke, and y'all and the MVP, aka y'all MVP, because y'all narratives. Uh, Pretty much said, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna go seven games, but we're gonna lose in embarrassing fashion. And that was the 76ers choosing to get their ass kicked by Game Seven Tatum in very embarrassing fashion on national television. Waste of a Mother's Day. Um, to me, getting your ass kicked on Mother's Day is embarrassing because you just make you making everybody look bad. Your mama came to that game. She could have she could have went on a trip, bro. bro simple as that and you embarrassed her just like that but that all said for me it sucks to see and be one of my favorite players to go out like this but I think I've grown to accept that he's just he just he, he, he he's not ready for that type of responsibility yet let's put it that way and the Sixers wasted a good opportunity yet you, you wasted a Tobias Harris game where I was okay uh, PJ Tucker had a decent game, and Maxi had an okay game. And your biggest stars blew it. Simple as that. And you let Tatum come alive in his one game fashion. But I have nothing else to say. I'm not shocked. I'm not disappointed. If I was a betting man, I would have made money. Well, I am a betting man, but if I actually did make a bet, I would have made some decent money off of that. That choke job that they pulled off on Sunday, on Mother's Day. But your thoughts on that series? Uh, I, I, I just think, like, as long as I have, I just think with, the, with, the, with these playoffs in general and what they – and what every team – that's like succeeded and every team, you know, lost bass, you know. The the star players have to be star players and the role players have to be a role player. There's that's in every playoff. But yeah. this one a big magnifying glass on hey, you know, when I need you to step up, step up. But I'ma take the rings with it, right? We talk about later with like A D and Brown, Steph. Uh, we'll talk about later with uh, Miami for a quick second because it's not really to talk about about that series. Um, and we'll talk about it even with in terms of like Phoenix and um, the Nuggets. And with this series, this one showed that like, hey, Joel and B can't have a mediocre game and they will succeed. Harden can't have mediocre games that succeed. Harden dropped 45 match on the one of the first wins. Joel B. Yeah, had the game out this series. 
one, I think. Yeah, one solid. His standards. Yeah, for yeah, he had one good game. Yeah. Three or fifteen rebounds or twenty rebounds, however you want to say it. But he can't have a twenty-one point night, a twenty-three game point night. He has to get close to that thirty range because they need that offense. Uh, when you have so many players that demand the ball, it's kind of hard to. It's it's kind of hard to to not only coach that team but to win. And what I mean by that is, if you look on the other side of the court, you look at Boston. Only thing that ruins Boston from sweeping every team, from uh, uh, going in and winning a they they 18 chip or whatever, is Jason Tatum inconsistencies. Yep. The only thing, right? Marcus Smart don't have to get 25 points per game. Um, to be effective, Malcolm Brogdon ain't got to get 20 points off the bench to be. It's welcome, but he don't have to get that to be effective. Um, and 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 Jalen Brown just had to be an effective Robin. He probably don't want to be a Robin, but he just got to be an effective Robin. I don't want to hear the narratives of saying, "Oh, the gap between Jason Brown, I mean Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is small." It's not. Tatum is him. There's just a certain. It's been just, getting thrown on Twitter for jokes now. There's just a certain aura. Him. But he also is inconsistent as shit. <laughs> yeah, he's just inconsistent. And I don't think inconsistencies, I think, especially somebody as young as him, is he even 25 yet? I uh, think 20. he is 25, but people forget. Like, it, Jason Tatum in that Celtics core biggest mistake was overachieving that Girl. season when Gordon Hayward and Kyrie both died and they went took LeBron to seven games. That was their biggest mistake because then it gave everybody that idea of like, oh, they should be going to the finals every other year, you know. But, like, I think Tatum is like 26. He has to be like around 26, 27 right now. Yeah, and I think, you know, know, shout out to their front office for being able to create a team that lasts this long to get to the conference finals as many times as they have been able to get to the conference finals. Getting out the semis as many, how many times they able to get out the semis. Credit to them. But, like, the, the only weakness on that team is Jason Tatum inconsistencies. That's why they lost the chip last year. Jason Tatum was not consistent for seven games. For four Six. games. Five. Um, if if he just played it solid, I'll tell you, if he just played solid four games, they would have won. He was mid in those he, games. It was really bad. But, you know, right now it showed um, – one is show how resilient Boston is in game six. Jason Tatum was 0 for 13 headed into the fourth. They won. One, he hit the last two clutch shots to close him out, too. Yep. Which means, this is what I mean by there's a him thing. Like, not other players really can do that. Because those other players will be on the bench going 0 for 13 on the fourth quarter. When you're a certain caliber player, you get to make those shots at the end of the game. And, and people trust you with it. But also... Uh, uh, being able to after that, you know, being able to win that game in Philly. Now, just like everybody else say, when it comes to a seven game series, if you got me down three two, but we going back to my house for game seven, and we won in a, in a fashion that we took your soul, you lost the series, and that's what basically happened to Philly. They lost game six. I think that was the nail in the coffin for Doc Rivers' tenure in Philly. You lose game six when the star player on the other end is going 0 for 13, and you still lose game six. You have multiple leads 
in the beginning of the half, things of that nature, you're stuck. Like you, you, you stink. You're not going to be the coach of this team after that. Everybody started writing on the wall to him get fired. There was no between him and Harden or him. That team, that team was ill constructed, so they won't have the same team next year. Mm-hmm. They got to find a way to get Tobias Harris because they got to pay him. Um, if they don't, they might lose Harden just because Harden is unpredictable and he has a player option. But even if he, I doubt if he take the team option. I mean, I doubt if he take the player option and, and opt in because he could get money back going back to Houston or setting up somebody's super team in, in, the, in the future. Um, I doubt if he go back to Houston now with Houston not getting the number one pick, he'd probably stay in Philly. Because uh, I think him going to Houston was contingent on that Don't pick. Vic, yeah, they gave Vic or not. Jalen Green and seeing what they can get for that and building a team around Harden. Maybe uh, uh, a player like um, Jalen Brown and then maybe, you know, Wimbyana if they would have got Wimbyana, but now they're looking at Scoot. So, um, uh, and Scoot is a guard, by the way. Yeah, they still because I don't. It's rumors that they're gonna look and get rid of Jalen Green. I don't know how Jalen Green lost his his. He was a what second pick in the draft, and you probably. I believe he was number two, if I recall. I believe he was number um, two. So, but going back to. Um, so, Talking about that series, I don't think, and I think now we have seen, especially in this playoffs, we have found out who are meant to be Robins in a championship team. Um, I'm beginning to think Joel Embiid is right there, and he's meant to be Robin in a championship team. I'm thinking it. I don't think you win in a championship with Joel Embiid as your best player because you couldn't do it with Ben, you couldn't do it with Jimmy, you couldn't do it with. James Harden. Who can you do it with? You had the deepest starting five lineup in the league this year. Deepest. By metrics, right? Maxi can go off and get you 25, 30 points a game. Yep. James Harden, the playmaker savant, control the ball, control the pace, and you are the MVP of the league. You're just putting that with Tobias Harris and sometimes P.J. Tucker. You have the deepest starting lineup in the league, and you can't get out the second round. To me, you ain't a bus driver. It's not a narrative thing. It's just more of a if they if you're not being a foul merchant, which he is in the minute in the beginning of the regular season stuff like this, a foul merchant, they're not gonna call that fouls. They're gonna be able to guard MB because he can flail and the whistle not gonna get called. We want him taking three pointers because they're not gonna go in on a consistent clip. And if I could just get a service to be Robin Williams, Al Horford to make you work hard. We can win the game. So, I, as I as I look into this, I don't see Philly winning with Joel, and then they will have to make a decision to keep Joel or they try to get somebody who's better than Joel. A Damian Lillard is probably the only one who might be available to see if they can actually get to a conference final. Um, now. When I think about Boston, I think about Boston is they have to beat the Jimmy Butler bug, which they did it last year, but Jimmy is taking a team full of G-leaguers and making them look strong. We've seen players do that before and get to the finals, i.e. Brian in 2018. Damn near Allah Iverson when he was in the East. Um, so we've seen a solo run 
run for the ages, run for the books that submit you as the top 75, top great player. I know how that feel, Chris. I feel your pain. Um, <laughs> I make the same look too when I see that joint, when I hear that sound, bro. Hold on, no, because who the fuck is Roots Pizza? <laughs> oh. Is your. Um, you talking about I've never heard of Me neither. Yo, Shorty ain't got like a Uber account? I mean, like a Uber Nope. Account. She don't even like ordering out. You might, you might need to look into that soon. Yes, I definitely am, my brother. Cause, uh, <laughs> but um, Boston is is geared to go towards the finals again. Just got to get rid of the brother. Their team is stacked. Um, the only thing, depending on matchups, I don't know how they how well they match up with those two teams in the West. Right? It meaning you got to play Al Horford and Robert Williams on either AD or Jokic. I don't think that matches up well. Um, no matter how much score you can do, Al Horford and they're going to just – Al Horford and what's-his-face going to get in foul trouble. Easy. So, just wanted to put that out there. Um, second, um, it's all about the consistency of Jalen Brown. I mean, not Jalen Brown. <laughs> consistency of Jason Tatum. If Jason Tatum can play at the – all NBA first team level that he has been voted, you know, that yeah, he can. Then they get to the promised land. They get to that finals again for a second year in a row. If Jalen Brown can get 25 points a game or something like that, at least 22, they just got to make Jimmy Butler work and they get to that Eastern Conference final. But the funny thing is, the funny thing is, Jimmy Butler and I think the Miami Heat has been the underdogs in every series that they was in and have smacked these niggas. So, I don't know. I'm saying Boston and, I don't know. Should we talk about the Heat and the Knicks? That's, yeah. What, the Heat look, and Knicks comes down. Look, that was not the spectacular about that series, just Jimmy being fucking Jimmy. And... Jimmy Julius Randle. Actually, Jimmy wasn't as great as Jimmy could be. Yeah, it comes but, down to Julius Randle not being that good. Yeah, Julius Randle is me. Yeah. Um, but I say Thibodeau gets a tiny bit of blame. I say the front office get a tiny bit of blame, too, because when Julius Randle played bad, you don't have a backup. You don't play Op- Opie Toppin that much to... to <laughs> To, to I had to lock my car for a second just to make sure. Um, also, um, um, Jalen Brunson is a star. He's an all-star in this league. Kind of crazy he didn't get voted in this year. Right there because of being like the all-NBA third team player right there. He needs not hard food that he's to you know, stay on his team. Josh Hart Taylor Brunson. Them the people you look at and say, these are the ones we Everybody else is service. You know what I mean? Like, everybody else is service. You're not going to get rid of Julius Randle. So you got to find a way to make Julius Randle work. Um, for RJ Bear right now, is but there's times where he played horrendous in the series. Um, 
I just don't know. I don't know what to do with that next team. The Heat is the Heat. Like, we don't know how the Heat got at, at this point. I can't tell you other than Jimmy Butler being great and Eric Spoelstra being the best coach in the league by a wide margin. It's a huge ass margin. Between him and Michael Malone, and I think Eric Spoelstra by. By, there's one thing this playoffs also showed is that like, no matter how many young teams is there at the cusp, these OGs not. Yeah, going, no that's the moral. The OGs ain't like really dead yet. Exactly. Um, uh, but yeah, I really got nothing else about the Heat in the big series. And I got, if we compare the two right now, if we see Boston, I think the keys for Boston, like I said, Jason Taylor to be consistent, being able to match Jimmy in the output that he's going to be able to be, and Boston defense to be disciplined while guarding, you know, because Jimmy is a foul man too. So I got it, Jimmy Butler. The role players, they're not going to be able to help him now, five. Boston guards the three well because they was able to guard Philadelphia three point well. So it is what it is. For the key for Miami, you're doing this, do the same thing that you do. Jimmy Butler said is the best. They go go in that game one and try to win four. So it is what it is. I just you've been the underdog. You're not even supposed to be here, dog. You lost your first play in game. Statistically, you ain't supposed to be here. So, shout out to them. Um, yeah, I ain't got nothing else to say about that team. Yeah. But uh, it's just, for me, the Heat is playing with house money. And, like, I, Jimmy is dude. Like, he's a playoff performer. He does what's necessary to carry the team. Uh, it's just, do I... It's just it's tough to always lean on picking them because it's, they shouldn't be here. It's more of a their classic case. They shouldn't be here, and you can say the same when we get to the Lakers. They should even be here, but at the same time, I give the Lakers more credit because he he have fucking a healthy LeBron AD. Well, seventy five percent healthy LeBron and a healthy AD. You should be going through your competition as expected, but. A lot of the heat, I am going to give, to, like you said, Spolstra. Spolstra is the best coach in the league. Um, might be pop again once he once Vic um, runs through the West next year. Averaging 100, 100, 100 for the uh, first time ever. But either way, Spolstra is making that team float. He's And he, he, he makes life hell for the opposing coach. He makes that other coach need to coach. And if you ain't going to coach... Then guess what? <laughs> your stars better play. And if your stars don't play, you're done. Simple as that. Joe Mazzulla might not have a coaching job next year. So, like, <laughs> nobody thinks Joe Mazzulla is the coach. I don't think he, he's not that. He's. That's, uh, what's, what's my man's name? He don't even got a coaching job no more in the league. But when Brian came back, and then he was the coach in mean, Cleveland. Oh, uh, the buddy ass. Um, he went back to Germany or whatever because uh, Bron ran his ass out of town. Like, hey, I, hey. I can't even think of his name, but it's just one of them situations. You just lucked into some, some good stuff, right? You might not be there next year. Like, I don't think any nobody see Joe Mazzulla is a good coach. You might be seeing like a Monty Williams or somebody on that team next year. Who knows? Look. Monty Williams is literally Edoka with discipline with the holes. Edoka with discipline with the holes. Shout out to you, man, Edoka. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a nigga smile in my life. 
Unless there's some hoes around. Okay. But yeah, but let's go west. Let's just go west with it. Um. Let's say Lakers and Golden State Warriors for last. Yes, easily because I I have to give a eulogy, man. You know, it's 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 necessary to get his eulogy. <laughs> I have to give a eulogy. But uh. Oh, no, I was just looking at what Waj just posted. Adam Silver to Malika Andrews. Oh, well, we'll, we'll oh, get yeah. to that later. Adam Silver looked like he was about to put a shovel in that nigga John Moran. <laughs> hey, look, the spirit of Davis, he, he drank uh, uh, David Stern's uh, ashes and said, and David Stern, like, finally, finally. Exactly. Um, but we'll get to that shortly. But uh, Nuggets and Sons. Ended that was what that was a five game series, right? Or six. Nuggets won in five, right? Six, I think. No, no, it was six because they won two at home and then yeah. See if Suns won two at home. But uh pretty much another series where it ended with another black man getting fired. But uh the Nuggets pretty much beat the Suns four or two. Uh Jokic was absolutely dominant and put his nuts all down their throat. Literally, pause. But there's really else nothing to say because I think we all came in knowing that if Monty is going to play KD and book 45 minutes a night, they was not going to survive. Well, KD at least wasn't going to survive the whole, but even then. Uh, along with who they did have as death, like they do they have a bench? Yes, but it's not. They don't have a bench. It's not stellar. Let's put it that way. I don't think I don't. Bro, they don't have a bench at all. Um, it's not when, stellar. When you, when you go, and I know in playoffs, the max you might get is an eight-man rotation. Max. Yes. And, and that's the absolute max, right? But when Chris Paul go out, and Cameron Payne is your next best option. Fucked. Okay. Yes. I think so, I told who. I think I said told that too. I think it was Pappy. I'm nope. like, bro, they're doomed. Doom. Now, hey, we got a bench. What's the name of Ada's backup center right now? Uh, don't say Bismack. Bismack got no minutes. No, it's the white boy. I keep forgetting his name. Mm-hmm. Him guarding Jokic? No, sir. Okay. Basically, you just putting a white Aiden out there. Um, but did you still? It still showed that you. And I'm pretty sure somebody with the crazy statistics can go out there and say. The plus and minuses with Devin Booker was off the court, and he just had KD. Probably nasty. And the only thing that this series showed on the Phoenix side, other than they need to retool this offseason, which they're going to do. Yeah. Going to get really. They're going to get really hectic for a lot of teams once they see how they retool. James Jones, is fantastic. What is he president of basketball or something? I think like that? he's VP. Yeah, I think he's VP of basketball operations. So like. He's going to do a fantastic job, and he's great at his job. So they're going to rebuild this team. They're going to get a great coach, maybe a Nick Nurse. If they get Nick Nurse, oh, boy. But maybe a Nick Nurse, maybe a, um, a Coach Budenholzer, LOL. They're going to get a good coach. And, <laughs> and it's going to work out really, really well for them. That owner is not afraid to spend money. And it's not afraid to go balls deep into winning a championship for the Phoenix uh, organization. So I ain't worried about that. It just shows the lack of depth of their roster. You, you traded 
what made you a great team anyway. That was your two best wing defenders, in Cameron Johnson and and, and, and Miles Kelvin. Bridges, who went on to show he can, he was more capable offensively than they let on. But yeah. and trust me, we'll probably not be a Brooklyn net next year, so you gotta worry about that. But um, now on the on the, the Nuggets side. They played like a number one seed in the Western Conference in 2023. Really, nothing that's else to say. That's all you can ask, bro. Like, yeah. everybody looks solid. It cemented himself as the best player in the world right now. Imagine me being a Giannis stand, kind of hurts to say that. But what Jokic does on the offensive side, damn near might outweigh Giannis' two way ability sometimes. Just because Jokic just have eight points with 13 rebounds and 12 assists, you'd be like, oh, that's the craziest assistant. But the way he controls the game off the fucking post will make anybody be like, I need him on my team. I'm not no Vorp lover. You ain't got to worry about me being a Vorp lover. But it's just (laughs) different when you watch this man do a sky hook from three-point line. You're probably like, why the heck is that going in? And it goes in so beautifully. That's the funny thing. I think I think the matchup that they're gonna have that we had talked about last is gonna be very, very key to see how Mike Malone coaches that. Because this first game, you look at the lead right now, yeah. it happens. You always would get big leads in the first game, especially at home, unless you are a very bad team. Okay? Very bad teams don't get leads in the first game at home. So Lakers Lakers with the Warriors. The Warriors was up big in game one, and they skated out with a win. So, yeah, really, Lakers fans don't cry too much. Darvin Ham going to realize he can't go small in this series because the Nuggets ain't small. So, yeah. Um, But I would say, like to say that, I wouldn't mind seeing Rui Hachimura start either, by the way. But um, before we go, like I was like I was just trying to say this. Um, the Nuggets is a perfect team to win a chip this year. In terms of if they see Boston, they beat Boston. You know what I mean? Like Boston has a chance to beat the Warriors because the Warriors kind of lack wing depth. But the the catalyst for the for I mean not Warriors has a chance to beat the Lakers because the Lakers lack wing depth as well. But the catalyst for the Lakers is. They got AD. I'm not trusting in Time Lord and, and um, what the heck, my man, and Al Horford to stop AD for four games or seven at max. So, no. Um, that's all up to AD. And if you feel like being Joel Embiid, if you feel like being Giannis, you know, honestly. So, but on this end, there's a guarantee that Jokic is going to be 100% consistent in the finals game against Boston. So, and if he get that chip, and now Finals MVP, while beating Phoenix, the Lakers, and Boston Celtics, my nigga, <laughs> put the crown on him. We're gonna have to listen to him being the work god for at least <laughs> at least two years till Wimby get his his bearings straight, and it's gonna be nasty. Hey man, you, that's the defensive player in the playoffs. Easy, right? If they beat the Lakers, right? And I can see it happening. Um, but like, that's why I have no 
issue with like I'm like this series is for AD. This is the first time he actually had legit guard a center. He was able to play free safety in the paint all the other previous rounds. So it was like because Jaron Jackson, he'd rather shoot threes than play in the paint. Uh, the other nigga, uh, the nigga, I f- the other nigga who shit. I forgot his name. Tillman. Yeah, that nigga. He's ass. So that don't count. Uh, and he was guarding LeBron for some odd reason. Then you go against Kevon Looney. Of course, Kevon Looney's going to see an actual center. So he's not going to get 35 rebounds a night. And even with AD kind of having lax moments on the boards, he still was dominant on the defensive end. So they were fucked. Because you don't have a real center. I'm not guarding Draymond, and I'm not guarding Kevon Looney unless Kevon Looney wants to try to bang with me. Pause, and I'm come on now, stop. The main thing you're doing is guarding cuts to the basket, right? Yep. This series is gonna. This series is tied. Let's talk. Hold on, before we talk about the series between Lakers and Lakers, let's talk about Lakers and Warriors. Um, LOL. Ha ha. I'm just, it was just hilarious, right? I think, okay, let me get off basketball talking about off pure, just straight slam real quick. I think the Warriors have by far the worst fan base in the history of sports. Yes. I think they're right under, I think they're right under Brian OnlyFans. Right there next to Jordan fans. fans. Kobe fans, they straight at this moment, right? Maybe the statistic merchants are a little bit annoying too. Niggas who just look at statistics. But that go to state warrior fan base, not only do they overrate a team that was looking horrible throughout the regular season, they couldn't win a home, I mean, a, a road game to save their life most of the time. The only time they run a road game that matters is Sacramento King. Who started playing was De'Aaron Fox. And their second best player could not get a rebound over Kevin Looney. LOL. But not only that. It is the sure fact that they treat Steph Curry like the second coming of Christ. And I hate it. Okay. Steph Curry shot 4 for 14 from the three-point line. And... In a closeout game to the Los Angeles Lakers, there's no well. Clay shot. Clay shot three for thirteen. Okay, one less than Steph Curry. One. Blame Steph and Coach Kerr for not playing the youngins. I understand, not offense, but guess what? And they Steph legs wouldn't have been noodles come game six and give a clap to the Los Angeles Lakers. They played well. Like, Bron and AD knew, hey, hey, game six, we gonna probably go crazy and things that nature. And they paced it. That team paced themselves. Once they saw, like, hey, go to State got a 20-point lead, bottom of the third, <laughs> and go, and, 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 and they got a 20-point lead in, in, the, in the bay. All right, y'all can have it. Oh. <laughs> All right, cool. Y'all See y'all. See y'all in LA. We, go to game six, we are running one on y'all. And that's what they did. They, Bron teams, 
and I never really seen this with any other player other than if you want to go back and probably look at like Jordan teams and probably look at like I don't know I want to say Jordan just to be fair trust me I'm not looking back and watching any day past uh, color TV so no ask me to do that but they have a way of demoralizing their opponents <laughs> to the point that it's just like I give up and like a tap outside situation. Because the look on the face come around like the second and third quarter. Go to State look like they know we lost this game. Clay, I never seen Clay shriek as much as I seen. Like, I didn't see no emotion on his face. Usually, Clay don't have much on the streets, but he's happy because he's 6 for 12 on a three-point line. Man, 4 for 14. Couldn't buy a shot. That's they were starting to leave that man open. They took him out the series. They left that they man open in game six a couple of times, G, for LOLs. Yes. They disrespect. Yes. That's, that's, that's more demoralizing than anything. That would be like, all right, we got a box if I'm the go to State Warriors. The one where uh, D'Angelo Russell took a shadow jump shot while they was running a play that started all the way at the foul line on the other end while somebody was shooting their free throws. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. uh, That was the, uh, yeah, that was the high IQ moment that we saw. I forgot when, I think Draymond drew a foul. And they were just communicating. <laughs> yeah, they were communicating. They ran that play. Um, and it worked perfectly. Very high IQ basketball. That team was full of high IQ players. Just some of them can't hit a shot. Um, now, think of another play. Brian on defense. They send the screens and stuff like that. There's a moment... Well, Brian had a decision to either guard Clay or guard Steph. As the ball went to Clay, Clay is wide open. Brian darted towards Clay. And then darted. He made right. <laughs> didn't even put his hand up on Clay. That man did zip and zip. Right. <laughs> the way that Darvin Ham said, Clay can beat us, Draymond can beat us. Jordan Poole won't be able to, but can try to beat us. That Nick Steph Curry not beating us. And it worked to perfection. Now that might not work on the Denver squad. Jokic don't have to be effective. Score to be effective. He just can't score because he's great. But that Warriors team wilts when Steph Curry ain't playing. It wilts. Their whole they're backpacking. And the crazy thing. About that. The crazy thing about that is when they mortal fucking enemy was doing the same thing in 2018. Niggas was like, play ball. It's okay. It's just basketball. Don't come to the finals. You don't want to do this. When, when they had a freaking assassin on the other end, a, a, a hired gunman in the name of Kevin Durant whooping everybody in the West. 
and whoever come out the East until he tells the kids. But when Steph has a teeny winty type of adversity, it can't get them niggas over the hump because Draymond can't play offense. Um, Kevin Looney would get played off the floor. Jordan Poole stuck and don't have any confidence because his jaw is still in the practice facility. <laughs> and Clay Thompson is shooting four for 14? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You gonna feel that. And I just hate how they see, like, there's so many times that Steve Kirsch should have made more adjustments in that game. Like, the high screener rolls that they did on on AD work a lot. Bring your AD out the paint. Somebody either cut or Curry will find a way to either score AD or get around them with more screens and stuff like that, right? But the main goal was to get AD out the paint. It worked a lot. But you couldn't keep doing it because Clay Thompson was out the game. He completely made that nigga cold. Same thing with Jordan Poole. Made him cold. So as Curry would get a 22-point, 11-assist game, fat rebound game, everybody else just freezing. He got a 20-point game with Draymond in game five and couldn't capitalize off that, which is hilarious. But the crazy thing about this whole series is that they let Steph be Steph, but every other warrior work had to work even harder to get what they need to get. And that just shows the great defense that the Lakers have. That shows Darvin Ham, bad as the coach he is, can make great adjustments. And then Brian just controlling the pace of game six. Like, I just I just never see him, like, really just control a game in the Lakers uniform like he did game six. Control the heck out of it. Everything went through him. And it just looked like, it, was, it just looked really, really sad on the other end. Um, now, lastly, if we're going to talk about who goes against who, what goes against what, um, in the Nuggets, I don't know. I so before one. we get to that, I have to get my eulogy, G. Like, oh, yeah, you, you yeah. get, look, man. First, as 2003 Bron fan, this this is beautiful, man. I've been told you about, like, I'm going to give Bron his flowers. I'm going to give the Lakers they flowers. I'm going to even give Darvin Ham his flowers. Y'all outplayed them the whole series. Yeah. Game five, y'all said fuck it. And I think what was game two took Clay. Clay's only good game in the series. Cool. And it took Draymond to actually have a good game as well offensively. Cool. Other than that, AD did his thing. Bron did his thing. Austin Reeves outplayed Jordan Poole because Warriors Twitter told me, kept telling the world, oh, fuck Austin Reeves. Y'all are worried about a rotational player when Jordan Poole has $130 million in his bank account. Explain to me how you worried about Austin fucking Reeves doing his job. But he came and did his job. I'm going to give Vando his his props because he tried against Steph. That's all he could do. He tried. And then Dennis Schroeder, he did his job and did his job well. Shout out to the Lakers doing what they're supposed to do. Shout out to Brian showing that if the hired assassin wasn't brought over, how things could have probably went. But that's a whole different story. Especially since y'all don't want to count the play-in as part of the playoffs, but the playoffs start technically with the play-in. But 
different story. But that's a whole different dialogue. But this is like as the years came more, I have my respect for Steph. Do I hate Steph Curry anymore? No, not really. But fuck Steph Curry will always be a banger whenever Steph Curry fails. That is my song. Y'all should know that. But do I hate Steph? No. The only person I will ever hate in this whole wide world is Paul Pierce. And that's a whole different subject. But at the end of the day, Steph failed. But it wasn't that Steph necessarily failed. It was everybody else around him that failed. Yeah, he failed. Well, nigga, but he was talking about legacy games. He was talking about at, Steph moving Brown off the route right if they win. Yeah, and nigga, yeah, and he failed. Cause you niggas, Warriors fans, even some of you light bright ass fans, y'all damn selves. Y'all up that nigga. Y'all gassed that nigga. And he got packed up. He got packed the fuck up. The Warriors got packed the fuck up. Y'all cried about refs. Niggas, y'all shoot 63s a game. I'm not blowing a whistle for your ass either. Unless you are Devin Booker in the mid-range who knows how to fucking draw fouls in that case. And even then, that's not that many fouls. Like, even if you look, which is the weird thing, you look at the, just, the Warriors, is at the bottom of the league, and fouls called on their team, top of the league at three-pointer, and they're at the and they're at the top of the league of fouling other teams. Yep. You go to the Lakers, they're at the top of the league and getting fouled. You put that together, they're going to... That's what we call chemistry, my nigga. It's called chemistry. That's biology. It works. And since you niggas failed in science, stats play a role in science in here. The Warriors put themselves to a situation where it was called, you're going to fucking fail. And you did. Your coach failed. Your coach failed them young niggas. Yes, Jonathan Kaminga played 20 minutes a night during the regular season and suddenly can't buy a fucking minute. I wonder fucking why. Jordan Poole averaged 20 goddamn points a game. Wee woo ha ha. And guess what? That man was out there hooping like me if I was a fucking warrior. I probably would have made more threes. But point being, he hooped like me. Nasty work, but these are y'all heroes, G. This is who y'all crown. I understand that some of you niggas never watched basketball until the Warriors got good in 2014, 2015. I understand that, and that's a goddamn shame. That, And I shame you guys. I shame your parents as a whole. Like, I understand the Warriors did not, basketball didn't exist until 2015 for you niggas. And with that said, during that time frame, y'all never developed, got holes, got any coochie to realize that it's other things out here in the world, and that's why y'all suck off stuff the way y'all do. But with that all being said in this world, y'all failed. Y'all failed in 2016. Y'all had to call an armed assassin to, to get the job done for you guys. When he went away, y'all failed. Then it took Jason Tatum turning into a, a Kobe stand and Kobe ghost said this shit ain't gonna fly for you niggas to freaking win and all that with that said y'all still should have failed cause y'all was ass outside of Steph and Wiggins in that series but with that said seeing you niggas can't win a game on the road was beautiful seeing you niggas let Malik Monk take you to seven fucking games 
was beautiful. It was beautiful. Seeing Lonnie Walker, who hasn't touched a basketball since February 17th, out hoop. The greatest trio of all fucking time, according to you niggas, was beautiful. Seeing Austin Reeves send you niggas home was beautiful. It was beautiful. Gorgeous. It made me happy. It was joy. It's This is a top five moment in my sports life right here. Shout out to the Warriors giving me two of the top five moments of my sports joy. Thank you. And that fan base can burn in hell. Except for OG, old head, uh, Goodman. Rod, he cool peoples. Only Warriors fan I fuck with. Because he has common sense. But, fuck all you niggas. All of y'all. So when Clay gets booted. When Poole gets booted. When Draymond is coming off the bench for the Lakers next year, I'm going to laugh. I will laugh. It's going to be hilarious because Steph will have nobody. He might average 40 next year off threes alone, but I'm going to laugh because he got to do it on his own. Bob Myers might not be there. Bob Myers might literally get hired to be the Rockets GM for all I fucking know. But it's going to be beautiful when everything falls apart because of ugliness. Ugly fan bases cause ugly things. Stay humble. Respect the game. Respect the game, G. And that's all of my eulogy. It's fuck the Warriors forever. Forever. And they fans. Especially 2015 fans. Don't rock with y'all. At all. Anyway. So let's go ahead and move on to the conference finals. Uh, like we kind of already gave the, uh, the. What we thought of these. So as we. Uh, so as we pretty much discussed. I'll Ziggy here. But. Um, but yeah. But with that said. Uh, as of right now. The Lakers and Nuggets is playing. Last I looked. The Lakers were getting. Well, they down by 13. But, and Jokic is having an insane game. Yeah, Jokic currently has 15, 16, and 6, and it's going to the set halftime real soon. So, that nigga's balling. I, don't, I haven't watched a minute of the game yet, but that nigga's hooping. But, it is what it is. Uh, it's, it's just, I think, I think it's just going to be adjustments. Ham should never went small in the beginning. Legal never got this big if he went small. I understand what Vanderbilt you lose offense. But in that case, if you lose offense in that case, you have to you you have to if you lose offense, you have to be able to live with that and be confident that the people who can generate your offense are gonna get up. Play it in a shooter small when Austin is getting shot over by MPJ. Austin is a great defender guards, right? Denver is a big team. Freaking KCP is their shooting guard. It's a huge team. They don't play a lot of players either. Like, they're going to play Bruce Brown and probably, what's that 
Braun, maybe. If the Christian Braun dude, yeah. Christian Braun. They, they're, they're pretty much they benches. Christian Braun and Jeff Green. Yeah, maybe Jeff Green. And Jeff Green can get run off the court. But he probably only going to play like 11 minutes. So, like, you have to play What's up, when, it's, when it's coming out. Y'all got a dog now? No, this is uh, her uh, her auntie's dog. If we had a dog, trust me, I would have been told you. But um, there is a uh, you gotta play, you gotta play, you gotta play large with that thing. I'm not worried. I'm rooting for the Lakers, but I'm not worried. But I will say this: not to be, I don't like being a narrative guy. But D'Angelo Russell is playing for a job. Now, what I mean by this, if they win, if them niggas win, the whole thing, D'Angelo Russell will be a Los Angeles Lakers uniform next year. If they lose, Kyrie Irving will be in a Los Angeles Lakers uniform next year. <laughs> I don't know how, but... Now, what do you mean you don't know how? Contract-wise, to max Kyrie out, they don't have the max space no more. They don't have to max him out no more. It, it's, if Dallas don't, don't they got, isn't it like a team option? Do you got a player option? He has a player option. No, I think his contract is over. No option. Yeah, he just, so he he's just out. To, but you no still kind of have to. But salary-wise, the reason why people say it, the, the rush trade knocked the Lakers out of the uh, Kyrie tra- uh, getting Kyrie during the offseason was because you can't get a max contract because you still got Vando. You still got Rui and all the people they got. Those contracts turned into Russ. So even if you lose D'Lo, he's not a max player. I'm going to say it right now. If they don't win and they get rid of D'Lo, Kyrie Irving will be in the Lakers uniform next year. Just how it is, brother. Look, I don't I'm not rules. saying it's just if Kyrie, if they find a way to if Kyrie takes a pay cut, I'm gonna laugh. Kyrie take a pay cut. What's well, that? That's all I got to see. If Kyrie, Kyrie takes the pay cut, that's. I don't one. It's the Lake Show. I don't make the rules. Two. Um, I don't. I think you look at it in options of what Kyrie is gonna land. I doubt if the Mavericks. Pay him again. Just because it didn't work. And you have to get Lucas so ball dominant. You have to get a wing. You need a lot you of. A, you you need scores who's a smart, high IQ scores around him who can play off ball primarily. Shooters and he can play off ball scores. Not that many. That's why I keep saying Bradley Beal is arguably his best teammate that they just don't want to get. Bradley Bill, Jalen Brown. Bradley Bill, Jalen Brown. If Middleton was still healthy, I would say Middleton, but Middleton is not Chris Middleton no more. So I, I think I think the Bucks getting out the Middleton service this year too. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, it's just not that many off off ball wings or even scores as a whole who can like when you want to rest Luca still be ball dominant but play well off ball and be effective shooters that's what you need around Luca because if he so Luca Luca's in a shitty situation I hate to take time Luca's in a shitty situation he's in a bad situation they don't they don't have anything they can do 
But I'm saying this, the reason is because if the Lakers lose, Brian got the bad foot excuse. AD is AD, and he'll never, like, AD, what AD doing right now, if he just even falls short to Jokic, it's whatever. It's just like, hey, Jokic was the better player. The whole entire time, Jokic is the better player. You look at, you look at, hold on. Oh, but yeah, but either way, like Lakers is in a situation where they overachieved either way this this season as a whole. Some people had them out the playoffs, some had them as a play in, and then the fact that once they retooled the whole roster up, got the shit together, and everything just leaned on Bron and AD being healthy. Like, if as long, to me, as long as they don't even get swept, they'll be fine. It's just the question still going to fall on, like you mentioned, what to do with D-Lo. That's still the question. Regardless... In build consistency, or do you do you try to find a third star? I think star hunting killed them yeah i don't think you don't i feel like they don't necessarily need to star hunt like if anything your goal is to okay top priority regardless this offseason give austin reeves his money i don't think and but what i've been reading is they can do the gilbert arenas contract situation thing from years ago that still applies that gives them the advantage in keeping him so i think they will be fine in regards to and i think they know what they have in reeves in comparison to Caruso, who Caruso is a defensive mastermind, but you could replace that in a way when you think go back and look. Then you get Austin Reeves because LeBron has a factory of white players that just work out for him. It's a factory of white players. He and he produces the white boys. They do their thing. Caru- I mean, you get Austin Reeves who develops to a solid offensive player, solid defender. Does what he wants to do, not scared of the moment, like every white boy that LeBron creates to be on his rosters. Point being, I think that's your goal is keep Reeves. Then after that, if yeah, you, I, you said what? I think I think like when we, when we be, what I mean by like star hunting, you gotta see what's available and then yeah. get the right pieces around. Him, right? That's the main thing. Like I think the main thing is I would say the. 
I don't know how you do it because I think it all depends on Bron's ability to play still too, right? Because the people who's going to be available, the the free agency pool is crazy, but the people who's going to be available for trades is not. So like people like Zach Levine, people like Demar, because these are people who what coming on their last years. I think Demar, no Demar's legit on Demar's legit a free agent. What? What? I don't care. It's just like I'm going into the void right here. But ah. you know, Demar. Yeah, Demar. He's uh, gonna be a free agent. Zach. Zach's new contract automatically starts up, so your Zach ain't going nowhere yet. But uh, I think it's more Demar is a free agent. Middleton's supposed to be a free agent. Uh, it's just if you. This is my thing. I don't think they need need a legit third star because it's just more along the lines of you need that borderline all-star type guy. D'Lo, when at his best, is that borderline all-star type guy. Um, if you, you know just what I do, as crazy as it is, as crazy I'm about to say it, I go for Clay. I see. It's I that forty million dollar. He still got forty million dollars on that contract. You let Austin walk. You let Austin Reeves walk for Clay. Yeah, I see. Was Austin Reeves is great, but you can't get played for the over and the underlay. Whatever the fuck that saying is, Chris, can't get played. You can't get played for it, bro. Well, also, I don't think the if if the Warriors is going to get rid of Clay, I think they're going to send him east. I think if they were to send Clay anywhere, it's going to be East. It's the same thing that the Warriors going, the Lakers going through, the Warriors going through too. Steve Kerr came out and said, and this was a close. People don't know how crazy this is. He said, this is not a championship team without Draymond Green. So Draymond Green, I know Draymond's safe. Draymond more than likely is safe. So in order for you to stay safe with Clay on his last year, what? Clay got to take some pay cut. He can't. No this the NBA is not the NFL. You can't just tell a nigga, "Hey, you got forty million this year." Because that was the case. A lot that of players' came, contracts would be better. You that said what? Huh? No, the athletic. No, they mean a pay cut for his extension. For his extension, they want him to take a pay cut. But he cannot take a pay cut. No player in the NBA has ever got their contract restructured. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I'm not saying that right now. I'm saying like, because all this talk is going to go into the offseason. That's why the Warriors think so scary. Because Clay is going to think they're going to offer him something to extend it. If they say, look, we we willing to give you this, that, that. You think Clay going to be like, get me the fuck up out of here? I would. Your whole dynasty, your whole dynasty is dependent on getting the right tools around Steph Curry. And if Clay is not willing to take a pay cut next contract, you are you, you are effed. But you can't let Clay walk in free agent. You can't let him walk in free agent. So what do you do? It just like look, I, I get where you're coming from, but. I don't think they're going to outright 
Because I, I don't think the Lakers have any more picks they can actually trade. No, I thought the, I thought the, uh, it's been like five years. I thought the AD stuff was done. Gee, that's why I was, people was, that's oh, why. I, yeah, yeah. They got the 27, I think. They, I think they still got the 27, but it's, the rules are weird. The rules are weird, bro, so I don't know. But, um, but I know that they don't have no picks in the, they don't have picks, recent enough picks where they have control to trade. Let's put it that way. Better on-site once the season is over. Yeah, once the season ends, and like. What we were talking about is D'Lo is playing to stay on our Lakers team. Yeah, I know that that week. That's a yeah. Everybody know that. I think I think the Lakers are undefeated if D'Lo gets twenty points. Yeah. So do with that math what you will. Um, I don't know my phone. But uh, I'm gonna go. I want to say Lakers are six. But I'm thinking Nuggets for seven. I don't know. That's how I'm viewing it. That's if the. I rather if for me it's Nuggets in six. If it goes seven, I just can't see them beating a game seven LeBron. No matter how old Brian is, I just can't see them beating a game seven Brian. It's, it's that's a different mother. That's a different beast. It's a different beast, but. This is probably going to be the most intriguing conference final series because it can go both ways. But I'm going to say the bigger thing on this series is not just going to be the AD-Jokic matchup because that is the biggest on-court matchup, but I think it's going to fall more on coaching. What adjustments is Darvin Ham going to make? Because right now they uh, Jokic is shoving, shoving it uh, down their throat. But it's going to be... The adjustments. How do you guard Jokic? What are you, what do you? How are you gonna go about it? How do you make AD effective on both sides of the court as well? Because yes, it's easy to take advantage of Jokic defensively as well, but it's the consistency. But but yeah. So let's see where things go in regards to that. But um, we already talked about like I think we in agreement that probably the Celtics should win this series in five, maybe six. I think Celtics six. I don't. I don't see it going to seven. I think they draw one game in Miami. So either six or five. I think they draw yeah. one game in Miami. Jimmy Butler seen as a hero. If Jimmy Butler gets to the finals again, what do you think it takes for Pat Riley to say, "Give me a Kyrie, or give me a Joel Embiid, or give me a something to pair with"? What do you think of that? Because that, I think, I honestly think we might see Joel and beat him in the jersey in the near future. There's one second, we one moment away from Joel and B saying, I want out. And he in the heat jersey. Jim Butler is still great friend. Yeah, he, 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 even B knows he wanted, he, he wanted Jimmy to stay. It wasn't his move to, for Jimmy to go, I think it was. I think it was between Ben Simmons and it was more keeping Ben Simmons happy, which is long term. That's a huge ass mistake, but yeah. But um, but yeah, that's just a different story. But if the Heat do make the finals again, and I feel like this time again they're gonna be looked at as a like, hey, 
if Jimmy could do this, let me go ahead and join over there. Kyrie would probably sit there and be like, I could go over there and be decent. I uh or a Demar, even though Demar and Jimmy kind of play the same damn game almost uh, offensively, but it, Demar will you be. Get a, Demar, you get Demar Rose, you shot yourself in the foot. Demar Rose has a number two to a Jimmy Butler is not going to win a championship. I'm thinking of players caliber to win a championship, and it's for people that's not knee deep into their franchise, and that's that could be moved. Joel. Joel, a Kyrie. Bradley a Kyrie, but I don't think Kyrie wins it with them. But he'll love Florida. That right wing guy. He'll love Florida. Um, Look, everybody uh, loves Florida. Palm trees and water. He's just not looking at – you're not just looking at, like, free agents. You're looking at, hey, I'm willing to trade my picks for said player. Type so, I just think, like, if Jimmy Butler can build his team to the finals again, they're not winning. They're not going to win whatsoever. Um, now, nah, if he do. Uh, <laughs> if he do, throw that man on the top 75 list and remove him. You said what? Uh, they just cook, bro. My God. Uh, but no, I, I don't think. What's what's next? I don't know. But I, I'll see Celtics win it. See Celtics going to the final. And they get spoke back to Denver. Uh, All right. That's but. the series that I can't my thumb on. Denver and Lakers. Celtics, Celtics beat. All right, but next we'll move on to uh, the draft lottery. Well, uh, so uh, pretty much we've been talking about Vic on this podcast for like the past year and a half, maybe, I want to say. So with that said, I will say we've been predicting on where it would be nice to be at, but it's official. Spurs got the number one pick, and... That man about to be a spur, following the long list of successful front court players like David Robinson, Tim Duncan, and pretty much because pretty much Pop might coach for the next another decade off this alone. But shout out to the Spurs for winning bro, this. Uh, Spurs own, bro. The Spurs own the Bulls twenty twenty five pick too. You said the Spurs own what? Spurs own the, tw- the Bulls 2025 pick. It's, it's, of what? I'm about to get serious. <laughs> it's what trade? So, <laughs> um, so in 2025, they, they own the they own their own one through ten pick and eleven through thirty to Chicago to San Antonio shot. Uh, if Chicago conveys the first round pick to Orlando in 2023, or if Shy has not conveyed the first round pick to Orlando by 2024, by Portland, um, it's 15 to 30 if not settled. But, but San Antonio got straight picks from us, bro. 
San Antonio about to be in that title picture yet again in like the next five years, bro. This is about to be serious. Now, all them big women in San Antonio are about to have the time of their life, bro. Like it's 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 it's, it's crazy. But shout out to Wimby, he about to get his haircut. They about to get that man lining. He about to go to haircut hell. Name a nigga with dreads on the Spurs. I dare you. Then Murray have locked for exactly. a while. Murray, before they trade DeJounte, before DeJounte, then DeJounte have locked for a minute. Ah, oh, you thinking of Lonnie Walker. Oh, yeah, Lonnie, Lonnie Walker. Walker. I think Lonnie Walker had. No, Lonnie Walker had the free forms. Who had the weekend cut in? DeJounte had the weekend. DeJounte did not have the weekend. He had to cut the whole entire time. I could have sworn he didn't. He didn't cut his hair to like right before he got flipped. I don't remember. No, I know Lonnie Walker had. I know Lonnie Walker did have a. I think he had. He had the freeform cut. He had the weekend like you. Yeah, I said that's what I said. I said Lonnie had the weekend. Oh, okay. I thought you said he had locks. Lonnie have locks. I could have sworn somebody on that team had locks. I don't know who, but either way, they probably got him gone. But point being, either way. Uh, well, looking at Vic's haircut when he was on uh, ESPN getting uh, interviewed by Winworth, uh, you don't really believe in decent haircuts anyway. I think it's just something about French niggas and haircuts because think about it. Tony Parker haircuts have been ass. Always been ass. Those are not the best lines I've ever seen from a nigga. Uh, Gobert's haircuts are not the best neither. Like, whoever does his taper it does a horrible fucking job. Um... What's his name? Evan Fournier. Look at him. Oh, okay. So you had the nigga pro. Yeah. But either way. Well, I think I think I think the the, the Spurs playing the Wimby was amazing. Bro, if that nigga went to Charlotte, I was like, this is a failure on the NBA. Who cares about Charlotte? Especially because Mike bought to sell him. So. And Mike would have ruined them anyway. Him going to San Antonio, perfect. I think it's between Houston and San Antonio for me. Hilarious Detroit fell off the top four. They really did it. Did not see that happen. It just, I think if Detroit just stay healthy. They have the worst team in the league. They have the what? They have the worst team in the league. They have the yeah, because Cunningham was hurt. With the worst record, you want to get rewarded. Hey. But then they start thinning. Oh, look. I'm going to say this. Shout out to the Spurs. Shout out to I don't know how they get the team even better. But that rookie Wimby year looking like a 26, 11, and, and 4 type year, bro. So, he ain't hey, got nobody look. to pass it to. We going to pass it to Scon? We going to pass it to Doug McDermott? Doug McDermott? Oh, no, he is, because I played them on 2K the other day. I was like, Doug McDermott's on the court. Cool. <laughs> but, look, man, what the Spurs going to play hard. It's gonna He's going to find a way to get, like, seven assists. He's definitely going to get his boards. He's definitely going to get over 20. But, uh, but, one, but he's going to learn. He's going to learn the right way of playing ball, though. That's the thing. Pop, Pop's going to... Pop already got some dunking on the phone right now. Like, I need you back. Come back to the coaching. <laughs> Come back to the uh, coaching bench. 
I need you to train up the young fella, get him right. Tony's going to teach you. If you don't know any more French, Tony got you. Just to make sure we good on that end. He's going to be fine. Like, but yeah, I, he... Um, a key thing, though, was trading to Jante Murray. No trading to Jante Murray completely took them out of playing contention. He got them right where they needed to be. So that Jante Murray trade was absolutely key for them to land Wimby. Um, shout out to that. All right, man. I thought he was gonna be a rocket. Sure. Look, man, that man became a rocket. It would have been a blessing and curse for that man, G. He would have had holes on deck, and by year two, he would have took Meg from what from the nigga she's dating right now, and he would have been the goat off that alone. But then he's hanging out with Ime Doka. That's look, man. That's that. I don't think that combination would have worked. And plus, he ain't going to take him talking about American black family values in English. He good on that. So, but, but yeah, I'm happy for uh, Wimby to actually be in a healthy, positive situation. Uh, the Spurs is definitely that organization. It was funny seeing uh, the dude, uh, they branded manager, whoever the hell it was, represented them. That nigga was happy. He was hyped. That man was happy. That was pure joy of like, look, G, we ain't in the ghetto too long, G. We good. <laughs> we good. <laughs> so, overall, I'm happy for the uh, Spurs. Like, they are, they're one of the small markets that get it. They know how to make it work. So, and once again, we get to see Pop Coach for another decade at least. So, so I'm all for it. Okay, another five years. Okay, another five years. Oh, five years. But I'm happy for the Spurs to really get a young guy and they're going to lead him the right way. Like, I have really no concerns. And, but yeah, but uh, it is what it is with everybody else. All right, moving on. We'll go ahead and wrap up. John Morant's back in the fucking news, man. Uh, if you're wondering what John Morant did this time, that nigga just, he just don't get it. Um, let's see. Where's my Dr. Umar? Because we... Dang, I don't have it. I thought I would have the uh, that Dr. Umar clip when he said that these niggas... Uh, that we can't save all these niggas. Because John Morant's probably one of them niggas we can't save. But if you wonder what John Morant did this time... John Morant has decided to be a fool. Uh... He chose to on Mother's Day weekend to listen to NBA Youngboy in the car with one of his homies and bring the blick with him. Now, yes, I don't have an issue with you and your homies hanging out, blasting music. We we we've been there, done that. We, it, it's it's a, it's a move, but it's no reason to bring the gun out, man. Why is the gun coming out? Even for that quick second, and also y'all both trying to blame the homie because the homie saw it and it was like, oh shit. And immediately, I never seen somebody drop a phone on accident. I mean, on purpose, so fast. Cause even he knew. Even he knew. So they just for one just says a lot about John himself and his need to hold the gun. But at first, I was felt sympathetic and was like, okay, maybe he'll get it together. But John really is just a fucking dumbass. He is NBA's Jeff Hardy. In the sense of that, he can't get right. And it's sad to say, 
Uh, yeah, you got $200 million. Congratulations to a black man and generational wealth. But sometimes, like, he's being an idiot about it. Uh, there's nothing else to really say about it. I hope he's still young. Yeah, you get it right. But even then, it's just this is just idiot behavior because it hasn't even been a full two, three months since he originally got suspended for the gun in the club situation. And now it's just like, bro, you got eliminated in the playoffs. You could cool down, let, the, let everything cool off with you. Um, you had a decent playoff. You played decent. Most of the uh most of the series, so it's like I can't sit there and blame you, but then you p do some dumb shit and you just really prove that you really might be a dumb motherfucker. Simple as that. But uh, that's all I'm gonna say right now. Uh, your thoughts on on job on job bringing the Blicky part two? Uh, I, I really ain't got no thoughts. Um, I think the uh. I think you're dumb like everybody else said. I'm not about to go full-fledged, you know, this is a crime against humanity. This is a such-and-such who off the jam. I think, in all honesty, it's a dumb person making a dumb decision. And once he get past that and understand, like, hey, I have to be better for my team. I have to be better for, you know, I'm not only representing the – Memphis Grizzlies. I represent Nike now. I represent so other players. He get that, you know, mass set. It's not, it's not end of the world type situation for him. He's got two hundred million dollars. He's one of the greatest basketball players in the league right now. So ain't no Memphis should trade him for what? And get finessed? So, be a big like, finesse. Not, <laughs> not gonna happen. I think. Um, they just got to continue to work hard. They got to continue to work hard and uh, and just work hard on rebuilding his image and stuff like that. Also, two things. Can't compare this to a politician posing their guns for their goddamn voters. Hell That's no. what they do. It's called grifting. Can't pilot to it. Just do listen to NBA young boy flashing the gun after he told him, hey, let's not do that. So, out of silver handle with the 40 ball, you hate to see it. Mission fail. We get him next time. But shout out to Jared Jackson, MVP. I can't lie about that. Definitely uh, <laughs> talking about shout out to Jared Jackson, MVP. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's just a case of like I. It's just I. At the end of the day, is Ja idiot? Yes. But do I want Ja to do better? Yes. Because and some people bring this up on some of the. Uh, pause I listen to Josh still one of the faces of the NBA young faces of the NBA mm -hmm. and especially let's even make look if we got to put think about it right now he's arguably the best American player under 25 right now like yeah we still got Tatum and Booker but they they vets now at this point in their career but in terms of under 25 Ja is the best American born player so that's the case. That's marketable here in the states. We need and we need him to succeed in that aspect because Zion just want to be fat and wants to play in New York. Um, I and it's not. I can't even think of somebody under twenty five right now who's worth a damn 
right now besides Scoop. There is Garland. There is Garland, yeah, but still. Levels. Ja, Star, there is Garland. It's levels. Levels. I think, I think, I think, I think, out of those, out of those four draft picks, the top four in the draft, look who's shining. But, um, I think, I think when it comes with Ja, I just think, you know, again, it would be very stupid if they do something way too brash right now. But I understand why people mad and stuff like that. But I just, Memphis don't need nothing, nothing too brash. Tell him to clean up his image. He's not going to be a basketball player anymore. And he won. He won. That's pretty much it on my thoughts of the whole thing. Yeah, like I just want y'all to do better. Like it's nothing else to be said. Like yeah, and stop using the twenty three because we was all young and dumb. But it's even when we had little, we seen niggas do dumb shit, but not this consistent levels of dumb shit too. Plus we wasn't faces of franchises either, faces of organizations. We so even then some of the dumb shit I know I probably was doing at twenty three. I probably still wouldn't do, <laughs> be honest, because I know I have money in, at risk, and I'm a black man, and they don't want me to see me succeed. But I just want y'all to do better. Simple as that. That's all I ask was y'all to do better, be better in regards to this, and if, and also just want to be honest with himself. That's just simple. I just want him to be better for himself. That's all I ask. But. We'll wrap it up with that. Um, just ja, do better. Like, because right now you're looking like an idiot. And I just want you to do better in every way imaginable. But let's wrap this up. If you are listening to us, make sure you uh, subscribe to Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, or Apple Pod. Preferably Spotify, Apple Pod. Rock with us then, uh, there. Make sure you uh, leave a review. Make sure you rate the episode. We greatly appreciate that. If you comment, leave a comment as well. Be greatly appreciated. Uh, if you are watching us, like uh, the ticker says at the bottom, like, comment, subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube Media. Follow us on Twitter at 3s from the ring, 3s from the ring. We greatly appreciate that. Join the conversation. Uh, next week we'll have, we'll give you a full slate of wrestling and basketball. So be on the lookout for that. And. Yeah, but enjoy playoff basketball. I think we got two really good series uh, to look at as we get into the finals. So be on the lookout for all of that. And also continue to uh, annoy Warriors fans. Gee, fuck them niggas. Big time. Like, continue. If you know a Warriors fan, get on, their, get on their nerves. Please. Please do that for me, for the culture. But thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.